Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Thank God I didn't win because I've won and I've lost it in the next defense. Yes. Because once I became champion, I know being world champion it comes with a responsibility. And yes, the sir. thing is, so, so you've got to be careful what you wish for. Yes. So if you want to be British champion, European champion, world champion, it comes with a responsibility. Come on, talk and, that on respon- this. And, that, and that responsibility, once you pick that up, you know, people need to understand. Mm-hmm. It's not just, yes, I've done, you get, your belly's full, you become complacent. Mm. That's when the battles begin. So, and, and that's why I say, it's a thin line between success and failure. Yes, but when sir. you step over that, that line of success, is done it. I can never tell you what it is. I can never explain to you what it is or how it's done. But when you're there, you think, all right. But then the hard work starts once you're champion. Johnny, Johnny. The man called Johnny. I love you so bad. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me just do this thing properly. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight on The Fight Is Right, the first ever edition since COVID-19, we have... The one, the only, Johnny Johnny Nelson. <laughs> Come on, Sky Smooths, Mr. Sky Smooths. That's what we're calling him, Mr. Sky Smooths. <laughs> he, 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 he is going to be Mr. Sky Smooths now with his black lives now. I'll tell you that now for nothing. <laughs> Come on. So what's going on, uh, Space Guy? Fire away for because I'm, I'm me personally. This is an honor for me because. Johnny is, and I'll say this, Johnny's one of the guys I look up to in the sport of boxing. You know, a man that finished his career untarnished, properly coherent, and yeah. able to speak on the sport in a very intelligent and, and intellectual and, and exactly. articulate right. way. And also, come on. may add, Johnny's got one big house, you know. <laughs> come on, yeah. yeah. What's the matter? Right. Johnny, what's the matter with Spencer? So what's Johnny, the matter with so Johnny, He always, he always has to go too far. 
So Johnny's not. I, I can't. I can't take credit for that. That's my ex-wife. She was <laughs> the one that was the sensible one. I was the foolish one. I didn't give him money away and spent like a fool. But she was the sensible one. Said, "No, no, we're doing this." I was, right. I was cussing at the time, but I always give a prop. I, I say, know. You know Debbie, what? you always big up for me after the fight, Debbie. We're actually next door neighbours. Me, me and my ex-wife are actually next door neighbours. Oh, I know. Wow. You, I know. I you're. I know. You're, rent, you're, rent, you're renting from her now. I heard. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Bro, we got. You should have done the prenup. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> could have signed on prenup. Johnny's got two beautiful kids from her. He's got three beautiful children. God bless Johnny Nelson because. Yeah. No, hold on, hold on, Johnny. What was that thing I see you do? <laughs> you know the music thing, and you swap and you put it on. Nah, don't about that. Man. <laughs> Oh, the cousin I got from my mum. My oh. mum gave me a right cousin. She said, wait, that we your daughter's clothes now. What is this you bring? Champ from the family. I was no mum, it's just a joke. You up, you up, what do you up that? What do you that? You're sleeping and I'm like, oh God, I got cussed out. Johnny, Johnny, understand. Johnny, may I say, that is that was an excellent Scottish accent. <laughs> 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 Come on, Mom, do you know what? No, I did because of me. I, I, I'm two in my own world. Spencer phoned me. He's like, Tun. <laughs> he's like, Tun. Tun. Johnny Nelson has lost it. <laughs> yeah, I got this story. I said, what, 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 I said, what are you talking about? He said, Tun, go watch this video. I said, Johnny, but we look good in a skirt, though, you know. <laughs> you know what? My, so my elder brother, he's always been a bit of a sit stirrer. And so yeah. he showed it my mum. Because my mum's not on social media. So yes. he has to go and take it and show her just to cause tribulation. <laughs> and he was just like, sat there laughing when she's crossed me out. I'm like, you know, I just got But let's 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 get to the real talk. It's boxing talk, and I know Spencer's been firing, ready to ask certain questions. Uh, so go away, yeah, Spencer. You know what? <clears throat> Looking back in Johnny Nelson's career, yes, right. What would you say was the highlight because I I watched you live, you know that. Mm-hmm. I watched I watched yeah. you live. I watched you live, and I'm gonna tell you when it was. It was April 1989 when you became British champion. Come on, in the tent on the undercard of Nigel Benn versus Michael. Jeez, Watson. wait there, wait there, wait there. Wow. Uh, let me just wow. tell you, you, you do know you know you do know Spencer Freeman was that Rocky Marciano's fight as well. <laughs> This guy's you know everywhere. What? This yeah, guy's everywhere. I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, this. You know what, Spence? You know more about my career than I do. Because sometimes you tell me, oh, I forgot about that fight. Well, that one there, it was in Finsbury Park in the tent, circus tent. Michael Watson against Nigel Ben. I can remember we got pet. We got waiting in some pub upstairs. I don't. Mm. I think it was Thomas. I can't remember the name of the pub we got waiting. And Nigel Ben came outside. Uh, he came to the weigh in uh, in a, in white, in a white Porsche line eleven. Yeah. And in my man, as he weighed in. He, he left to go to the hairdressers, but he went up and down the road doing donuts up and down the road. The cops were there and everything. They didn't do anything, and I'm studying. Remember, I'm a, I'm a Yorkshire boy. Now. I'm mm-hmm. down there thinking, why are these boys run things down here? Police aren't doing <laughs> yeah, none. Yeah, and my yeah. man donuting around in the street, boof, gone. He spent four hours in the hairdressers. Wow. Uh, but it was, uh, that was like a film set. But yeah, that's a long yeah. time. That's yesterday, yeah, that is. It was because that fight was actually a Sunday night. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday night. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. ITV. Listen, this is why. Sorry, um, Jenny. This is why I call him the knowledge because this man, he's an ins- He knows, Johnny. How does he do it? He knows dates. I don't know. Venues. I, I, Go on. I, 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 I call him a knowledge bully because whatever subject you're on, 
he'll twist you up on it. Come he'll on. twist you up on it and make you look stupid on it. So you gotta be careful how you talk to him. Yeah, so you yeah. can't even like, you can't even hijack him with a conversation. Because <laughs> it's on. like he's got a little pocketbook saying, Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you, I grew up with this boy, and I'm saying that from the beginning. I said, "Listen, you got a talent there, mate. You got a talent there, and uh, yeah, amazing talent. Yeah, but yeah, amazing talent. So, um, in it was strong that you boxed for the yeah, Andy Strong. Andy, yeah. Andy yeah. Strong yeah. for the yeah, Andy Strong was a very class boxer. You know, mm-hmm. You're a very class boxer. Um, he lost. I think it was a year before. It was a year or two years. Two years before. I think it was eighty-seven or eighty-eight. I think it was eighty-eight. He lost to TJ. He got yeah, right, he it. got stopped by TJ. And the madness of that, it was like Nigel Ben was on the undercard of that fight, right? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so Nigel Ben was just coming up then, right? But Nigel Ben was fighting so regular. Mm. Uh, when you fought for the British title, what was going through your mind? when you actually won it? Well, in the build-up to it, uh, Brendan, Brendan, uh, wicked trainer, clever guy, inside man and everything. He just knew all about the game and, you know, he was all more mental warfare and he said, Andy Storm will be used as Nigel Ben's sparring partner. So the attention will not be on Andy Storm. So he'll be getting beat up, he'll have bad days when he's going to the gym and they'll not be concentrating on him, they'll be concentrating on, on Nigel. So his head will be done in. So he's not coming in the ring Completely confident, head to be doing it because they're all, it's all about Nigel. And, and he was spot on right. He said, You've got to frustrate him, make him make a mistake. When he makes a mistake, then get him. Take your time, don't you don't care what the crowd is saying, frustrate him, make him make a mistake because this guy can punch and he's on point. So you've got to make him make a mistake. He was spot on right. The, the fight wasn't that exciting, but and I knew he was heavy handed, but I needed him to lunge and make a mistake. And so going into it, you know, when it boxed into a British title, to me, I, I, listen, I, I didn't want to box to get nuts. I just, I, I, I was fighting five fights at a time. That's what I was saying. I was five fights and I'm done. I was going to get a job or something like that. So when it came to boxing for the British title, for me, boxing for the British title. But the difference between boxing it and winning it, most fighters, that's, that, that's what they want to do. They want to be British champion. Some fighters want to be Commonwealth. Some fighters want to be European. Some fighters want to be World. Some fighters want to unify and go on forever in a day. Yes. And you can always tell by how they win that title. And when I won the British title, it just seemed, I thought, is that it? Nah, there's got to be a bit more to this. So, so my, I was nowhere near quenching my thirst when that happened. So I knew, I knew, in hindsight, I knew I was big, I, 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 was, I was destined for bigger things. But at the time, I didn't have the confidence to match my identity. Okay. Um, and Brendan, Brendan, I was Brendan. I was Brendan was like, I was blind, and he was a guide dog. He's saying, "This is what we're doing." I'm like, "Why? Why are we doing this?" So I had no idea what path he had set out for me. Of course, so because uh, you know, because two fights later, you know, you were challenging for the WBC world title, mm-hmm. and, and 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 what was was you back? Yeah, Carlos Dillon. Uh, Carlos Dillon. Let me yeah. tell you about that. What was, uh, that? Was, uh, that? was that was that was that was that March of of January? Was it January of nineteen? You know it was so early. Right? Nah, yeah, it was, yeah it, was early, it was early in the year. Like, yeah. It was early in the year. And you know what? In the My apology. Was Lloyd, Hunnigan, Lloyd Hunnigan boxed Mark Breeland in March that year. What is wrong with you, man? What? Jesus. All right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> brother. But yeah. The knowledge. Yeah. But I rem- that but fight I, with Carlos I, De Leon. Yeah. I was a boy in the man's body. Yeah. But it was the best sh- thing. You was 23 then. Yeah. It was the best thing that could have happened to me, but the worst thing at the time in my life. Because at the time, I saw the twist of human nature 
I, I was I was always a mummy's boy, and all of a sudden I was just thrown out into the wild world because people were just mean. You know what I mean? I was naive. Mm. I was stupid. I was like, and you know what? God willing, thank God I didn't win because I would have won and I've lost it in the next defense. Yes. Because once I became champion, I know being world champion it comes with a responsibility. And yes, the, the sir. thing is, so, so you've got to be careful what you wish for. Yes. So if you want to be British champion, European champion, world champion, it comes with a responsibility. Come on, talk and that on this. And that, and that responsibility, once you pick that up, you know, people need to understand. Mm-hmm. It's not just, yes, I've done, you, your belly's full, you become complacent. Mm. That's when the battles begin. So, and, and that's why I say, it's a thin line between success and failure. But yes, when sir. you step over that, that line of success, you think, is that it? I can never tell you what it is. I can never explain to you what it is or how it's done. But when you're there, you think, all oh, right. But then the hard work starts once you're champion. Yes. And I knew I was a boy in a man's body. So if I'd have beat Carlos Salim for the WBC title, I'd have probably lost it in my, in my, in my, my next defence or defence after that. So, so that set me up mentally, emotionally, uh, to, for, for the future, 10 years down the line, I actually won the title. So it set me up for the future to say, all right, now you're ready. Now, now you've got your big pants on. Well, the thing about it is this, is like in the Carlos de Leon fight, it was given a draw and a lot of people like I would have to say that could have been and this is why you have to be commended because you got to think when you turn professional you lost a couple fights early straight off off the bat you lost a couple fights right free on the trot right Mm -hmm. and but you kept on going right the Carlos de Leon fight which and the reason why I remember the time yeah sorry sorry I have to cut you there Again, Johnny Nelson, the reason why, listen, all these young professionals out there, a lot of them are afraid to lose their O. Johnny Nelson lost his first three yeah. yeah. professional fights. Serious. Carry on, Spence. Right. And when you, when you box in that fight, in a, in a Carlos Dion fight, the reason why I remember, because do you remember a smoothie? Brixen. Yeah, yeah, come smooth, on. yeah. yeah, yeah. Smooth, yeah. There's a guy called Smoothie. A guy called Smoothie from Brixen who's like my yeah. age. And Smoothie then had the, what was it? The, 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 his 16th birthday party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a said night. And I had to lie to my parents and say, like, my, my one of my close mates we called in country, like, his mom and, like his mom and dad were having some gathering at his house. So I could sneak out to go to this party in Brixen, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I wait. We watched your fight. I remember Jim Watts slating you. This is the worst performance ever. I remember that. But I remember yeah, that because because it was not going to be real. I said Johnny Nelson should be a multi-millionaire because you found the cure for insomnia. Because if somebody can't go to sleep <laughs> at on. night, just watch Johnny Nelson, Carlos <laughs> De Leon, um, January nineteen ninety, and you will go to sleep, brother. Yeah. But it was it was, one of, it was one of those fights. But this is what I'm trying to say. This is why I got to take right, respect to Johnny Nelson because that could have broken you. You know that. Yeah, because I remember I came into I remember when I came into boxing, people was talking about Johnny Nelson. How, it, I mean, you're gonna tell us because you're you're here on the show, Johnny. But from what I heard is like people back home was like, no, that's it. We're not gonna yeah. promote Johnny's. Yeah, yeah. Is that was that the case? Nah, that was true. The promoters, they didn't. They publicly they, they publicly said, I do not want Johnny Nelson on my bill. Wow. Promoters said that. You know how much that hurt. Wow. They, they came out and I thought, what what are you calling my name for? They said, I want, don't want to man. And so it was their chance to, to, to stick the boot in. When I, when, when I got the draw, was did later. Remember, I got a draw, you know. Even though it stunk, I got a draw. And mm. with a little experience I had. But then when I got the draw with him, then 
you'd look at a newspaper and you'd see all the, the you know, usually when you read a newspaper, you little see a little cartoon there. It's a joke about somebody or something. Yes. Now, now until it's about yourself, then you, you realize when you write things in the paper, you've got to remember it's someone's brother, sister, mother, father, mm-hmm. Come on. son. And it hurts. Come on. No matter what you you are the butt of the joke. And, 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 and not just jokes. When, people, when one person says you're a coward, yes. it hurts. When two, three, four thousand people are saying it, mm. that, and every time they talk your name, they, they put your name attached to it, you actually start to believe yes. what people are saying. You actually start to bind you thinking, well, maybe I am. And, 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 and what I realized was, I was not a coward. I just mistook, I just mistook nerves for fear. Mm-hmm. So because I was a nervous kid, you know, I thought I was scared. And mm-hmm. that was what the problem was. How did you yeah, counteract was, it? How did you counteract that to, to where you eventually uh, um, got to? Uh, the, the best, well, Brendan, again, I was a blind man. Brendan was a, was a, was a guide dog. And he, 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 so he basically said, look, if you stick by it, you stick by me, you'll end up being world champion. And I'll tell you the truth. I thought he was a pure madman. <laughs> so everybody was twisting me up, telling me how rubbish I was and I wasn't going to do nothing. Telling Brendan, you want to kick him out of the gym. This kid's no good. He's bringing embarrassment on the gym. And Brendan had wow. built up a reputation of champions and champions at that gym in Sheffield. He is, he's, he's the birthplace of boxing in Sheffield. And, yes. and his reputation, I tarnished his reputation for that period. Mm. And the man still stuck by me. Tight. And that's why I love him. I love him to the match because everybody walked free. Yeah. Everybody turned the back on me. So, so, so when it came to, uh, to, 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 to cracking that, he keeps reciting history. and uh, He'd be talking about Genghis Khan. He'd be talking about Marcus Aurelius. He'd be Jeez. talking about Jack Johnson. He'd be talking about everything. I'm thinking, why are you telling me this? And we'd walk and, he, we'd walk and he'd talk and he'd be telling me, just going through history and basically every story he's telling me, at the end of it, he'd say, same story, different actors. It's history repeating himself. Yes, so, so, so remember these people. What we're reading about these people that made history, they they are just people like you are. You are making history, and this you're just going through your story, your past. So I'm like, Glenn, you know what? This is really helping. But you know what? Looking back on it, my, it was a proper mental brainwash yes. in a positive way because yes. this man made me believe in myself. And the best thing he did was. He sent me away as a sparring partner. And as a sparring partner, I spent more or less six years, seven years on the road in Germany, France, Italy, uh, staying in dirty little bedsits. I mean, dirty, dirty mm. with that dirty bedsit. Hmm. And, and, and so you've got to want it. You go there, say, for instance, when you went to Germany, they put you on a, 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 a three-month ticket and yes. you'd be, you, they pick you up at Berlin in the airport. They drive you down to, to the border of Poland and that's where you were. Now, if you decided you wanted to come home, you'd had enough. Because you every day was like, every day was like a fight. You couldn't. So, wow. if you decided to go home, you have to find your way from from Poland to the airport in Berlin. You remember, you ain't got paid, and wow. then you have to, and your ticket, you couldn't cash it in. You have to buy a new ticket to get home. So it actually cost you to be out there. And that's so, amazing. so when you were there, you were more or less stuck there. And uh, and so and I thought you are never going to break me out. So there was a stubbornness in me that said, mm, "John, you can't do this because if you walk away, it's going to affect every aspect of your life, not just boxing, relationships, jobs, everything." I've got to stick it out for me, yes. and it was the best thing I did because it. it and I, and I will always advise every young fighter I hear, you've got to do it. Go away as a sparring partner. Don't go to to, to to Birmingham or Manchester. I mean, go away. Get on a plane and be by yourself. 
make your snake way over there, be by there by yourself and learn the hard way mm-hmm. because that will give you such a, 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 a steely determination inside to say, you know what, I've, I've boxed all shapes and sizes, people that have represented their country, like the best in the world. If I can home home with them, what chance are them domestic level people got with me? And mm-hmm. so it was, it, my confidence was building time and time again. And the best place to send me to was Germany because I was sparring with the elite. Axel yes. Schultz, who boxed uh, George Foreman. Henry Mack uh, in France had gone to, to box with uh, uh, Fabrice Sayosa. These guys are world champions. Amateurs and professionals. Mm-hmm. When I was dealing with it, and I was holding my own, if not getting the better of them. And so it was a mental job. It wasn't a physical job. Yes. And so I'd look back and the, the penny drop for me was when I when I came out of the gym after I'd been found with Fabrice Fields and World Light Edward Champion. I did my right beat it. And hmm. a proper beat in the gym. But, he, but he Brendan just always beat said, Mike McCullum for the WBC title. See that? Yes. So Come Brendan on. said to me, he said, Johnny, do not beat them up. Because if you beat them, you'll get the spike. And if you get the spike, if there's a chance of you fighting them, they're not going to fight you because you know what you can do. Yes. So, 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 so the maximum strength is if you can beat a man up and he's not even, don't even know he's getting beaten up. It's like watching Bruce Lee when he's doing the drunk master. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to ride the shots and hit him with a shot thinking, wow, that's easy, but you've got to style it out. Yes. And that was how I was sparring most of the time as though they're thinking I've got him. Oh, that was a lucky shot. Mm. And he didn't give me credit for what I was doing and I'm holding back. And I told Brendan every night, Brian, I'm telling you I can do this, but he said, you behave yourself. Do mm. not beat them up. Mm. Every night, do not beat them up. Behave yourself, Johnny. So I don't know if you believe me or not, it came to fruition once, uh, eventually when I asked about the European title for the second time, yes. and I was telling him every night, I'm dealing with this guy, and he said, well, you know, Terry Johnson's pulled out two days before the fight. She ordered you on. I said, boom, don't stop the guy in seven rounds. This guy thought he was beating Paul this time. But anyway, back to Fabrice. So I filed this Fabrice in, in France, and we, we come out, it's raining, I saw a white strip, stretch limousine outside. I said, I saw this uh, beautiful mixed race girl at, sat, in the, sat, in the, sat in the car outside, she was beautiful mm. in this white stretch limousine, chauffeur-driven. She got a little white poodle in her, on the lap. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I've been out there a few weeks, you know. I'm like, why? And she smiled, smiled, like, who's that? So I'm just about to cross the road and Fabrice came out. The guy i just been swam with and dealt with, that was his woman. <laughs> and, and, and got in the car with her and I see them drive off into the, you know, it's raining. I see them drive off. I'm thinking, oh, what is <laughs> What? What? Really? So, so I've just dealt with him and I'm going and I'm going to this dirty little bed sit across the road and he's driving off in a chauffeur driven stretch limo with a beautiful woman and that's when and the, the poodle and the poodle don't forget the poodle and and that's, and that's when dogs. the penny dropped for me and I said nah that's not right I ain't having that mm. and that's when the penny dropped I believe the difference he and I was that he could perform in public and I couldn't yes but from that day onwards I knew what I was capable of doing. Up to that point, I, I was I was believing what was said about me, Johnny Nelson, the coward, this, that, and the other. But that day on, I thought, you're an idiot, Johnny. It's your own fault. If you don't succeed, you've got nobody to blame. You've been through every aspect of our fight game. So if you don't succeed, the only person you blame is you and nothing else. And that was it. That, and, and that's why a lot of fighters to me, that's what you should do. Get away, go away. Buy yourself as a smiling point. It makes you want it and it makes you learn. 
What a story. Jesus Christ. Listen, we're selling that story. That, well, you know, they sell everything nowadays. eBay. We have to sell. <laughs> Bro, they're selling people's autographs. You see Crystal Shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're selling. Yeah. A, she said, what? I'm not giving no more autographs because they're selling my autograph on eBay. That story, what you just told to the fighters. We're right. shutting it. <laughs> yeah, we're like roting. We're shutting it. Like real, food. But fantastic, Johnny. Yeah, I mean, that was say, what's incredible. What's the food like? 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's, God, baby, so fast, <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Johnny, you see what I'm saying about Spencer? He always takes it down the road. He takes it to the road. I know. He'll just give you a back end of comfort. We'll play a shot with a big But I'll be honest with you. That was a very, very good insight. And I, I, I feel... Fighters can learn for you. There was a young man that was on before you, Umar Sadiq, and he was talking about listening, you know, as a young fighter, listening to guys that are more experienced and the fact that he listened, he feels that's what made has made him progress. And stories like the one you just told, invaluable, invaluable. And uh, thank you for your time. And hold on, any, any more? Yeah, man, we Spence? can't. <laughs> we can't like, let it down. Carry John, on, carry when, on. When Johnny Nelson beat Carl Thompson. Yes. Ah, what a fight. What a fight. <laughs> come on, come on, touch right. on that. When you, when you beat Carl Thompson. <laughs> Carl Thompson was like, I want, I want one. <laughs> 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 Carl Thompson yeah. couldn't believe it. He's like, bro, what? You mean the fight stop? Yeah. He's like, come yeah, on, man. I'm just standing. kind of like a wet look kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, some, <laughs> some yeah, Jerry Curl, yeah. Rasta man <laughs> business. You know, know it, it never really curled, though. Yeah, come on. The relaxed are productive cold. Go on, go on, go on. Go on, talk to Johnny, too. That fight was part, that fight was wasn't just in the ring. The fight was outside the ring as well. Yeah, it's a beef. And I used to be a fan of Carl Thompson. And whenever he talks about it now, he's on YouTube. Yeah, I think he spoke about the fight two years ago. He still balls when he talks about the fight because it still hurts him that much. He's one of those guys that wears his heart on his sleeve. Yes. And I rated him. Before we even fought, they said to my boys, come, let's go watch this guy. He's bad. Mm. And he's a proper warmonger. I'm rating him. And then when it comes to fighting, I understood that he was tough. Mm. And even guys in my own gym said, mm, you sure you can pull this off? I'm like, what? And I couldn't see what they could see because now I believed in my product. Which is me. Yes. So the only the only person but that the other person that believed in me one hundred percent was Brendan. Yes. So so and remember up to that point I'd not boxed I think it was thirteen months and so because nobody I was European champion nobody would fight me and and Carl had boxed Chris you went twice and I was on the on the sideline and Brendan didn't want me to box anybody else because we had a fight called Jonathan Saxton that was lined up to box for the world title yeah, he ended up boxing somebody else and Brendan said no way you've got worth that fight next. He ended up fighting somebody else and getting turned over and Brendan said, no, no. Was that Emmanuel Augustus? Emmanuel Augustus. I boxed on the other Bro, the drunken master, bro. He nearly said, bro, he gave Floyd Mayweather nightmares. Murders. That's right. And Paddy Byrne had said to Brendan, Paddy Byrne was a matchmaker and he and Brendan were friends and Brendan fell out with Paddy Byrne after that because Paddy Byrne said, no, no, it's an easy fight for Jonathan. I'll do him easy. And Brendan always went to him to say, you know, he's just a good fight, bro. And he said, yeah, he'll be winning easy. And then Matt, Johnson got turned over, so Brendan didn't fell out. Mm. And so Brendan didn't want to make the same mistake again. He said, Johnny, you are not going to fight and, until the World Cup fight. I yes. said, Brendan, I'm not giving any money. And, and, and he, he, get, he gave me £250 a week. He said, and if you tell anybody I'm giving you this, I'm going to stop giving it here and I want it back. Wow. I'm like, what he said, and I live on that. Jesus. And I thought, you know what? This man is not doing this for a slap on the back to say, look, at, look how good Brendan is. He never said a word. Every, and he didn't know. We didn't have a date when I was fighting. Every week, boom, 250 pounds, boom, boom, 250 pounds, boom, deliver. Serious. Every week. 
this is coming to a Carl Thompson fight. And I'm thinking, uh, what, really? And this guy said, remember, if you tell anybody, it stops and I want it all back. Wow. So, wow. so, so, so he didn't want me to fight. He wanted me to wait until the World Fight fight came. So when it came to fighting Carl Thompson, I remember a few years before we were fighting each other, we used to go to a club in Warrington called Mr. Smith. And he was a wicked dancer, you know, bad piece of dancer, that Carl. <laughs> and, and I used to see him in the club. I thought, you all right? But we didn't know each other then. But there was a girl I was seeing lived over that side of town. And she knew him. She said, oh, there's a guy over there. He said he boxes and uh, he knows who you are. He didn't know who I was because I was opposite him. He didn't know who I was. And, uh, but every time we kept trying to chat, I was like, all right, left it. Anyway, it came to our fight now. So I knew. So you've got to get a little bit of background of your opponent. I knew a bit of, about Carl. I thought, I've got to get this guy to hate me. Because mm. if he hates me, he's not going to think straight. He's not, not going to think about what he's learned to do in the gym. This many sh- uh, shots in this round for this conversation, second round, take your time. I want him to just want to rip my head off. Mm-hmm. So I've got to get him back. And so, and you see that now. A lot of guys are trying to get in under each other's skin. Yes. They've they got a face to, to wind each other up. So with Carl, uh, Carl, uh, we sat at the press conference with me, John Ingle, Carl was sat there with Billy Graham. I don't know where Brennan was. I think Brennan was something to Frank. So I was waiting for him to come and sit down. I said, uh, loud enough for Carl to hear, but not loud enough to think it, you think I was talking to him. I was talking to John. Yeah, there's a club of you called... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> wicked, so straight away, straight away, these are going to pick up. Yes. You know that place. I'm my pad. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, I met this... Uh, I thought this burnout was down there. <laughs> so I, I, I can't remember the name of his woman, but it was his woman's name. I'd never met his woman in my life, but I knew her name. Right, I think this girl, what's her name? I think it was Cynthia, something like that. <laughs> oh my and like, goodness. And like, Carl's picking up, you can see him twisting and just say, what? And then I just leapt forward and just started whispering to John. So just to make it, just to mind him up a little bit. And you can see Carl thinking, so you know when it comes to fight time, we get, we're very sensitive. Absolutely. <laughs> we're very, mm. And so we're very paranoid about everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. So I've got to get him to think in his head that I've been talking to his girl <laughs> in the club on his doorstep. And so, and his girl told it. Right, so so next week, Carl stands up. I seen him in the corner on the phone, and his head's going like mad on the phone. And I can imagine him and his girl was having a right <laughs> on a big argument. Lovely psychological warfare. Yes, your devil, you. Anyway, came back, sat down. He was begged. I thought, I've got him. I've got him. We got him. And uh, so so uh, when it came to the fight, I knew that he'd been sparring with guys that I, my friends and my friends never told me he'd been sparring with Harold Graham. He'd been part been sparring with Paul Silky Jones in preparation for me. And I'm thinking, wait, and that man didn't tell me until mm. after the fight. I'm thinking, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you give me? I didn't need help, but why didn't you tell me? So mm. when it came to the fight, uh, the one thing I knew that Carl wouldn't be fitter than me, no matter what, because I did everything. I changed the fans to the point where I'm sticking up in the gym. Mm. So when it came to the fight, I thought, I'm not going to, everybody said Johnny Alston is running this, that. And I thought, all right, no problem, because as far as I was concerned, I wasn't going to get a full chance. That was me done. You know, if I didn't win that, I'm done. Yes. That was one, I'm, and, and I know it's a stupid thing to say, but I just wanted to die that night. Because mm. I thought, I, and, and, and in hindsight, I think, idiot. But that's what, that's the commitment I had. Come on. You've got to stretch him out of this place. So, so, uh, so when, if you look on YouTube, I come out, and I love getting to coming out first. Uh, the privilege of that had gone once you become world champion. And I come, I come up first, and then Carl comes out. And if you look at Carl when he comes out, He's like, he's got that mean look on his face, that mad look on his face. And he looks up. And if the camera just to turn around, you'd have seen me stood on a neutral corner pose, 
chant, come on, you're coughing, I'm coughing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not joining out, come on, yeah, yeah, and I'm sitting on the corner post. So what I want to see, when he comes out, the first thing he sees is me. Shot, yes. When he looks up there. And I look twice as big because I'm high in the ring and everything. Mm. So it's about, slowly but slowly, chipping away at that confidence, chipping away that that confidence you've got to think, you know what, this guy, I hate this guy. You're looking at me, he's not even backing off. So I've got to think about me more than thinking about himself. So by the time he got in the ring, he's now thinking about me more than he's thinking about himself. Yeah. He's thinking about all the hatred he's got for me and this guy. So all his tactics have gone. Yes. So it was, it, when they stopped the fight, I personally think we shouldn't have stopped it then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I knew I would have stopped it. And afterwards, Billy Graham said to me, Johnny, I said to Carl afterwards, you can jump box Johnny now for a hundred times. You might beat him once out of a hundred. Mm. And that was his old trainer telling me that. Mm. He said, you just, you just have everything too much. And I knew that. Carl was tough. And, and in, 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 I know Carl thinks the fight shouldn't have been stopped. But he'd have got broke up. That's number one. Number two, <laughs> the guys I fought afterwards in my my title, yes. I know they'd have broke him up yes. because Ezra Sellers, I beat Ezra Sellers. Ezra Sellers and Carl had a proper ding dong. That was a, yeah, was a that vicious fight. serious fight. Yeah, and you knock, you, know I mean? you, so, you knock Sellers so, out. I knocked Sellers, and Sellers put me down. He hit me. The guy could hit. He hit him on the top of the head. It felt like it, it broke my neck. Dude. And I, I'm like, shit. And I got up and I smiled to myself and said, shit. broke his neck. Just. <laughs> it was on the top of the head. I'm thinking, it's like, it's like, it's like your blindfold running into the wall. I'm like, what? And, mm. and I'm looking around thinking, who's that something at me? This guy punched me in the top of the head. It felt like it broke my neck. Wow. But, but, but I got up and beat it. Mm. Uh, but Carl, he and Carl, they were tearing lumps out of each other. Mm. So in hindsight, even though Carl may think, you know what, no, I'm the right for something, he wasn't. Because the people I box, he would have got turned over by most of them. Yes. And that's why I knew, you know what, this was my right place. And even winning the world title, my belly wasn't, uh, my thirst wasn't quenched. I wanted more. It wasn't enough. I'm thinking, is that it? So I then knew I would never lose that title in the ring. As far as I was concerned, there's certain things you know in life. Like when I first met my wife, I didn't speak for two years before I met her. And I knew, I was, and I said to my father, I'm going to marry that girl. That was two years before we even spoke to each other. I mm. saw her in the club. And two years before, I said, I'm going to marry her to my father. Nah, nah, we married. You know, there's certain things you know. Certain things you know, yes, absolutely. There's certain things you, you instinctively you know. It, it's a God-given. Certain yes. things you know. Yes. And I knew that was my time. I knew I would never lose that, ring, that belt in the ring. I knew that was mine yep. until I'd done. And you retired. So when I went in the, yeah, and that's when, when I went in the ring, I knew I was coming out with that time. That was mine. I deserved it. Because yes, I put the work in, working to expect the result. Yes, sir. Retired undefeated. Retired undefeated. Johnny Nelson, um, Britain's second longest reigning world champion mm-hmm. in history. Mm-hmm. The man who's he's held joint consecutive world title defenses of the cruiserweight crown it was with him and Marco Huck. Marco Huck tried to beat it, but he he lost. Um, yeah, but I I, I can't respect Marco Huck. <laughs> yeah, because you wouldn't. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Because Marco Hawk never came out of Germany. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and when I went out there, he was on his. He was due to get his 13th defense, and so so to match my defense. And then and then when I went out there to watch him, I'm like, this boy, he's just strong, but he's never boxed outside of Germany. Yes. And they got me in the ring. They threw me out there to, to, to celebrate him matching my record of defenses. And then and then they got him in a ring and interviewed him and he said, What do you think? I said, Marco's a good fighter, you know, he's done really well, you want to be proud of him, blah, blah, blah. And then the interview asked me a stupid question. If you ask me the question, I'll give you the answer. 
He said, how would he have done against you? I said, he'd have probably got knocked out, but he <laughs> yeah, I the crowd went mad. Yeah, I remember that. So, I remember so that, was, that was it. And so I knew. So then they're talking about me and him fighting. Now, now listen, I said, I was fighting. You missed, give me six months to get ready. I'm not coming back to fight as a career. Yes. I'm coming back to fight him. He's flat-footed. You can't miss him. I'd mad him up. And the second <laughs> he boxed outside of, outside of, England, outside of Germany, He's going to lose. Yes. And so for six months, it rambled on. We got to a stage where I think we offered him half a million quid. He wanted all the TV rights. He wanted, he wanted the sun, moon and stars. The, the fight didn't happen. He ended up boxing the manager, manager for $290,000. On a PBC show. And he got beat. Yeah. He got beat up. Yes. Exactly what I said. I said. And so, so basically, all you have to do is go the distance. And if he went the distance when he was in Germany, he'd win. So I can't respect his record of defences. And I might, I mean, might be he-bitching right now, but I can't respect that because I travelled the world and, and defended my title. He stayed on home turf. The second he came off home turf, he got turned over. Yes, so sir. I can't respect that. Well, Johnny, we got wind up now. <coughs> Fantastic. Last thing I want to ask you for, for at this time of people going through um, the COVID, this pandemic, everything else, uh, what words of encouragement would you have for our listeners? You know, right now, the, the world is changing in mo so many different shapes uh, uh, and, and situations, socially, domestically, spiritually, it's changing on a, on a massive level. Yes. And now, this, 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 this about time, this, of, of, it, you've got to bring it back to roots. It's about family. Mm -hmm. It's about community. It's about, and it's about thinking about the things that are important. Come on. Don't push yourself up about the things that you think is it, 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 is is to conform to what we think is convention. It's about family. Family. That, and it's gonna it's make you gonna come back and it's gonna make you. There's been enough people that have been locked down in the house with people they realise they don't like. Right? <laughs> Trust you know me. What? You know what? And, and, we, and we use and we use work as a distraction. We yes. Use running on your there as, as, as a distraction. This is the time when people have now got to settle down and think. You know what? Let's go for a walk. Let's all eat together. Let's all let's all do something together. Because unfortunately, households, people don't do that anymore. But now, it's about family. It's bringing us back to our roots, bringing us back to basics. To me, I'd love this. Come I've, on, you hear the fuck on? It's like I'm in a stone love dance again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, Johnny. Talk the thing. I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate. I've got my, I've got my ex-wife next door. We just on the good. We're, we're still family. Yes. We've been there for about the day. No matter what, we are family. Yes. No matter what, we're family for life. No matter who you have, what you're doing, we're family. Mm -hmm. I, as long as I've got, you've got. It don't matter who you have, what you're doing, you're my family. My daughter's lived next door to there. Jordan, my eldest daughter, she lives the other side of town. She's got my, my, my granddaughter. It's family. Yes, and to yeah. me, family is most important. And this to me, this, 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 what's happened now, this lockdown, it's made me appreciate family. And I, I look at photos of my girls. I, I, I thank God. I thank God for the blessing he's given me. I thank mm. God for it. Excellent, Johnny. Excellent, sir. Thank you so much for coming hold on, hold on. on the show. Have they called you Sir Johnny Nelson yet? Are you Sir? No, he's ain't got MBE, <laughs> but I'm putting it out there now. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna write in for Johnny Next Nelson. Next year, MBE. Sir Johnny Nelson. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Arise, Boy, Sir Johnny. <laughs> Come on, Johnny. Boy, believe me, I'm sorry to cut you again. Um, real, real honor. 
privilege. You know, Spencer's used to being around the stars. <laughs> you know me. I'm I'm used to being around the gangsters. But it's all cha- it's all changing. But it's, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's changing. Everything's changing, and it's a real honor for me again um, to have you on the fight is right first show. And there's you know that's there's got to be a bit of spiritualism to that having the the great Sir Johnny Nelson on the first show. Yeah. The fight is right since COVID. Yeah, it's all love. Uh, thank you for your words, sir, and blessing us. Thank you very much. I really man. appreciate it. Knowledge man and Mr. T, big, big respect. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me show. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank love, you. yeah. Bless love. love. Yeah, man. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe to the Stamina for Soul YouTube channel. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.